A few years ago, a Focus staff member asked Alexis if she had any prayer needs. And at that time, my heart was so tender, and I really was feeling like I wanted to give up on this marriage. So I just told him quite straightly, like, I need help. We need help. Our marriage is very difficult, and would you pray for our marriage? And he did. She also found help on the radio. Focus on the family saved my life. It just was the lifeline that I needed every single day to keep going and keep hoping. I'm Jim Daly. Help us save more families every month by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. It seems that not all, but definitely a lot of marriages uh, have a common struggle, and it's that the husband either can't or won't share his feelings with his wife. Uh, You know, a lot of us men, we just weren't raised that way, and we typically don't share our feelings with other men, so it can be a tough thing to do at home with our wives. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit about that today. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. And I got to say, I remember early on in my marriage to Dina when she would tell me what I was feeling. And I just, I just, it just irritated me. It's sort of like, well, you're feeling this. And it's like, no, I'm not. And about 12 hours later, I'd say she was right. <laughs> why, why is it that women get this and, and we guys generally don't? Uh, that's a great question. We could write a book on that if you've okay. got the answer. Because I, too, struggled when Aaron would ask me, how are you doing? How are you feeling emotionally? What's going on? Really? I would say good or I'd say fine. Until I think the day you corrected me. Yeah, I came home and I said, no, I couldn't figure out why the word fine didn't resonate with me. And then I heard the definition of fine. Fine. Feelings inside not expressed. So I knew there were feelings going on in there, but he didn't have the ability to communicate it. But by the way, there are many women who have just as big of a, They're fine a challenge. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting because about eighty percent of the time it is the guy, but twenty percent of the time it's the female, it's the wife that struggles with that. So if you're listening and you're thinking, wait. I'm a woman and I have a hard time expressing my emotion. It's okay. You too can learn how to do this just like any other man or woman can. These are opportunities to improve, to change, to grow. And um, let's go ahead and hear from Pastor Ted Cunningham about how he had to learn to examine his feelings more closely. There's something here for men and women. Ted's talking with Focus President Jim Daly. We talked about the guy's response there. Let's talk about a, a woman's response, Amy's response in this case, in your examples. But how do they typically, there's no generalization, I get that, but how does a woman, a wife, typically process things differently from a man? Yeah, obviously I think Amy's far more equipped to just open up and discuss quickly. I mean, and it can be anywhere at any time. And what we've learned in our marriage is we, we may need to plan when we're going to have this conversation <laughs> tonight because because I may not be at a spot right now to discuss it. And that's okay. I think we need to give one another the freedom to do that. So for the wife who's like 
listening going, oh, I want that emotional conversation with my husband tonight, but he is so shut down. He is so disconnected from me, uh, and he'll never have this type of conversation. Well, you begin by just sharing your heart, again, using words like uh, the, the primary feeling words, hey, you know, when this happens, I feel this way. Again, stay far away from accusations. Stay far away from you, you know, you did this, you said this, and focus on what you're feeling and what you are experiencing. Mm. And I would just tell guys, our greatest skill is listening. And again, I love the term. To me, intimacy means leaning in. It's like, okay, you're going to start sharing something right now. Am I feeling like withdrawing? Am I moving to the other room? Am I disconnecting from you? Or am I leaning in? And do you feel through my body language and through my eye contact, I'm leaning into this conversation? And again, guys, we don't have to fix it. We don't have to change her. I think that's the key. A guy hears an emotion come out of his wife and he's like, well, I wish she didn't feel that way because we're not feeling that as she's feeling that. Right. But I don't have to change that in her. But when I lean in, I've learned intimacy in our home is primarily through eye contact and primarily through, I just heard you. I heard what you just said. And I think I get it. Uh, Ted, let me ask you this question, uh, going back a minute ago to your family. When you look at it, and I, boy, this would be a tough question for me to answer, so get ready. But how has your family paid the price for your anger? Hmm. Yeah, I think, can I quote Gary one more time? When I sat down with him 12, 13 years ago for the first time, two greatest things he taught me. I know, I think this is simple, but I don't think most of us grow up learning this and knowing this, but unresolved anger, drinking poison, expecting the other person to get sick. And Gary looked at me and said, you are a dude right now drinking it by the gallons. Huh. You're a mess. You want to take these leaders out. You want to, I mean, I just, that's, it was just all in me. Now at that time I was leaning into Amy. I really was. I was leaning into her because trials have always brought unity in our marriage. We're like, okay, well, if, if we're the only team left, we're here, we're locking yeah. arms and we're moving forward. But here's what Gary said. The second thing, and this is the one that knocked me out. He said, Ted, the other thing is you never bury anger dead. You always bury it alive. And it will resurface. And I didn't know this, but he said in 6, 12, 18, 24 months, those are the exact times he gave me, he said, this church may be removed from your life. Okay? And when that happens, if you still keep the anger, you're going to need a new outlet. And you won't have those people. See, pastors need to understand this because... John Maxwell said this for years. There is no magic transformation in a U-Haul between churches, right? <laughs> because when you get from one church to another, mm -hmm. guess what's at that other church? Yeah. People. Same things. Same things. You are the issue. Wherever you go, there you are. So it's in your heart, Ted. You have to resolve this. He said, but my fear is this not coming out in another church. He said, Ted, my fear is this coming out on Amy. Uh. Same thing with uh, husbands and wives. You know, you think, I need a divorce. I've got all this anger inside, and it's her fault. I have all this anger inside, and it's his fault. I'm going to divorce this person, get married. It's the exact same thing. No different in a marriage than it is in a church or with a pastor. You pack your anger up. You take it into the next relationship or marriage. You leave it unpacked for 6, 12, 18, 24 months. You never bury anger dead. You always bury it alive. It will resurface if you do not resolve it. Mm. You have to resolve it. How has my family paid the price? I would say my anger has been the greatest distraction in my life. Mm. But think about the people consumed with anger sitting at home and wanting to lean into their spouse or to their child. 
And yet this anger, this poison that's in their soul just sits there Mm. while they're trying to lean in and trying to be a good dad, trying to be a good mom. And this is why I think one of the greatest things we can do as husbands, wives, moms, dads is to find ways to resolve that anger and resolve it so we can find deeper levels of intimacy. You know, I've met Ted Cunningham, and I've, I can't picture him being a really angry guy. Um, you've known him longer than me, so I guess there was some checkered past there where he really did get angry a lot more than he does now. I bring it out in him, so he's always angry at me. <laughs> I like how he quoted your dad, uh, Gary Smalley. Anger really is like poison. I mean, but it's just it's such an instinctual response for us. How can we get to the deeper issues? I mean... Angry people have something else going on. How do we get there? You know, it's always a good indication when the anger is spraying. I love that my father-in-law used to talk about a can of silly string. When you get angry, it's like spraying someone with a can of silly string. And, you know, it gets on you and you have to just kind of peel it off. That's exactly what it's like. What I encourage people to do is to, when you get angry, just dig a little bit deeper. What's There's a more vulnerable emotion underneath there. And so just know that, okay, I'm angry. I wonder what's going on. There's something more vulnerable underneath there, like you're feeling betrayed, you're feeling deceived. You know, it's just exploring what is it that's underneath there. And I'm guessing that it's really pretty helpful as a couple for you to do this together with each other. Hey, hon, I, I'm really angry right now, and I'm not sure. There's something else going on. I know what it is permission granted to kind of help me figure that out. Um, There are benefits to working together as a couple on this as well, right? There are, as long as you're willing to make this a safe conversation. So obviously, if if my anger is directed towards my wife, that's probably not the right time <laughs> yeah. to have that. I'm really mad at you. Help me figure out what the deeper <laughs> issue is. Yeah. Oh, that just warms my heart. Yeah. But on the other hand, Aaron has been incredibly helpful over the years when I come to her, just exactly, John, how you described, I'll tell her, man, something is going on for me. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel the darkness. I feel the cloud. I can't figure it out. Help me. Oh, she is so good. We'll go on a walk. And she just starts asking me questions. And I'm frustrated because I don't know what's going on. But the more we talk, the more that I can figure that out. The reality, John, is that just like anything else in life, that, that practice is going to make perfect, that we have to put in time around developing an emotional intelligence. So for me, it, it took me a while. I had to copy off a feelings word list. And, yeah, we talked and, about that and, last time. Yeah, yeah, and have it next to my computer or at home in my Bible. And I had to be willing to stop a few times every day and just kind of check in going, yeah, what am I feeling right now? And though I saw that I was able to better describe what was really going on with me. Because I think, you know, we all long to have intimacy, to be known and to know our spouse. And the way that that's going to work best, if we're willing to go there emotionally and to talk about the emotions. Well, and in order to do that, you've got to access your heart. So often we'll stay at that cognitive factual level with our spouse. And of course, you're not going to feel you know deeply connected intimately because you're not accessing your heart. So it's being willing to talk about what is going on on the inside. What am I feeling? What am I dreaming about? What am I afraid of? 
you know, it's what am I disappointed Mm -hmm. with? And so it's important to make time and to be intentional about pursuing that inner life stuff. You think about when you're dating engaged, that's all you do. But then somehow we begin to access more of our, our brain and thus we show up heartless. So it's both. God gave us a brain. He gave us a heart. And so in combination, we can really make a great connection. Well, if you're looking for more help on this topic, visit our website or give us a call. Uh, We have a lot of resources geared toward these issues, and um, Focus has spent over 40 years now developing resources and help for you. So please get in touch. We've got the contact info in the episode notes. We do have a free digital download of the entire conversation Jim and I had with Ted Cunningham. And then we do have Ted's book, From Anger to Intimacy. Uh, That's available to you as a complimentary gift. It's our thank you when you make a generous donation of any amount to support the work here of Focus on the Family. Well, I hope you'll join us next time. For now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.